is a place in our house. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. This is Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera and Jay Gonzalez on Fox 1450. Powered by Nova Insurance Services. Ensure your most prized possessions. KTZR Tucson in iHeartRadio Station. Good afternoon and welcome to Eye on the Ball here on Fox Sports 1450. I'm your host Jay Gonzalez, still masked up from uh, 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 just a little bit of a battle with COVID. Uh, just trying to go through this one more day to keep from... Uh, Getting in, in trouble with some of the other guys around here, but I've got Will here uh, with me today. Just Will. What's going on? And uh, Steve is out for the week, not because of the COVID, but because of a planned vacation. So uh, Steve is going to be back on Monday. Um, but we've got still a lot of stuff going on, as Steve says. Uh, plenty, of th- plenty of things. We're gearing up for football. We're starting to have football in the conversation every day and beyond just the stuff going on with U- USC and UCLA, although... Uh, with Big Twelve, uh, Big Ten media day held today. That's back in the middle of the conversation because Kevin Warren was uh, uh, the the um, commissioner of the Big Ten, gave a, a long uh, opening statement uh, at, at media day and said a lot of things. Very confident, very uh, sort of um, some might say aggressive in in some of the language that he used. Well, I'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, as mentioned, it's it's Will and I, but we've got some great guests coming in today. At uh, three fifteen, we're going to have Pat Finley, uh, formerly a writer here at the Arizona Daily Star. He covered U of A football, among other things. He's gone big time on us for a few years now. He is the beat writer covering the Bears and the NFL for the Chicago Sun Times. So they're in camp, and so we wanted to get with Pat and just talk about some of the things going on overall in the NFL. Maybe a few tidbits about the Bears, about this lid that they're trying to put on <laughs> on their stadium. That is it. The idea for it isn't going well, and then um, and then you know there's been a lot of NFL news. Will has a whole bunch of it for breaking news, so there's been a lot of things going on. But we'll talk with uh, Pat about a whole a bunch, of, bunch of NFL news. I mean, it's crazy. Well, yeah, the camps have started. Uh, there's a lot of things happening already. You've got uh, you've got you know, some big names who are involved in some news, and we'll yep. we'll get to some of those. I'm trying not to blow them all for uh, for uh, uh, Will. On the other on the other side, or back here in Tucson. Um, Pac-12 Media Day is is Friday, so things are gearing up for that. We're starting to hear some things. Um, a bunch of Arizona football guys getting nominated for some awards, which, look, it's let's just say it's highly unusual for Arizona <laughs> for the last few years, but we're talking some big awards. We already mentioned how uh, Jacob Cowie, a guy who's not even played it down for Arizona, transfer receiver from, uh, from uh, uh, UTEP, UTEP uh, to Arizona, and... Uh, in a number of various rankings and whatnot, he's considered one of the top 50 college football players in the country. So he's been nominated for the Maxwell Award, which is an award that goes to the best player in the country. It, it's not even just a, a receiver award. He's also been nominated for the Bolitnikoff Award. Uh, d- uh, just today it came out that um, Keon Bars, uh, uh, linebacker, has yep. been, or, or uh, li- uh, the defensive, defensive lineman, yep. excuse me, has been nominated for the Outland Award. Again, a, a major award, something that uh, Arizona has had a winner of that in uh, Rob Waldrop way back in the day, Outland Trophy. Uh, that's a that's the Heisman Trophy of linemen. Yeah. So he's been nominated for that. In addition, uh, and then uh, he also got nominated for another award. Um, trying to remember it. Ah, uh, help me out. Never mind. There's another award, uh, uh, a defensive award that he got nominated for. And then you had four guys uh, who were nominated preseason All Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kicker Kyle Ostendorp has been named nominated preseason uh, first team. Uh, uh, you might be talking about the second thing that he was nominated for was also second team um, uh, All Conference. Okay, and then uh, right, and then Keon Bars and yeah. uh, and Jacob Cowie nominated for preseason second team. And then you had uh, 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 one more um, Christian Roland Christian Wallace. Roland Wallace nominated as a honorable honorable mention. mention. Um, oh, the Lot Impact Trophy Award. 
That's, oh, okay. That's the second one uh, that uh, that Keon bars. Uh, uh, it, it, it's uh, it's an award that also takes into a, a, an account uh, into account the cat uh, character, but it's a it's a defensive player of the year award who also makes an impact on, in the community. So Keon bars nominated for that. That's what you like to see, guys. You oh. can get it done on the field and off. Right? You know, yeah. And it's getting you know more what? important these days, this day and age. It really is. And you know what, what? What I like about all that too is that Arizona's coming off of a of, off of a one and eleven season. Yet guys are being recognized as good players. And you know, we had that conversation uh, uh, yesterday with Mike Luke. How you know it was just tough for Jed Fish to, you know, with with all the challenges they had, both from a personnel standpoint. A quarterback standpoint, it was just just a tough go all last year, and yet coming off that season, Arizona sounds like a team that was more of a middle of the pack kind of team. It's got some good players, and and uh, they're being recognized for that. So it's uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, I've been, I've definitely been hard on them. I mean, I I when we were talking about over under on wins this year, I was you know pretty clear that I I think it's more likely to go under. Uh, I I think this 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 kind of stuff is uh, maybe change changing the tides in my eyes yeah. at least right it was maybe something we just we didn't uh, i'm saying we but maybe just i didn't see going forward, sure right we were watching these jacob cowing highlights before we went live today i mean this guy looks electric and right. there's a reason why everyone's talking about him so you know i uh 111 last year is going to be hard to repeat you know in yeah. any in any yeah. in any way you almost shape, have or to form, try to go right? 111 at exactly this point. <laughs> it's like exactly it's like one of those kids who who never turns in their homework right and right that's that's why they're <laughs> failing right that's the only reason you can't fail. That that's the only way you could fail. Is well, if you just don't turn it in. Right? Well, so. la- last year I think it was more of they just weren't very smart. When you if you if you equate smart to talent, they just weren't very smart. They they didn't have the talent to be really any better than that. And you know what was interesting when we were talking about it yesterday. Um, I forget which one of our guests said it, but um, the the U of A's play calling kind of getting gimmicky yeah, or you we were know talking about at, that with at, Mike the, Luke. at the goal line, right? Right. And you know, it, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit because Arizona was able to move the ball on offense last mm-hmm. year. I mean, they were between you know from the twenty to the twenty, right. they were able to move the ball. Uh, it was really when they got in those red zone situations where they really struggled. So. Um, you know, if we tighten things up this year, we obviously have an upgrade in players. I mean, yeah. I, I can see, you know, if I'm an Arizona fan and I am, I, I, I'm really looking forward to this upcoming yeah, season. That, that was Mike Luke that talked about the, the gimmicky stuff they did in the red zone and, you know, probably out of necessity, just the felt, yeah. felt that they got there and they, they weren't in position to, to overpower or out talent the other teams once they got into the red zone. But you know, that, uh, Jed Fish since then has talked about the fact that that will be priority number one. Uh, both it was in spring camp and now in uh, in fall camp that that's priority number one is to figure out once you get there how do you get in the end zone so I'm sure there'll be a lot of conversation about that. Jed Smith, uh, Jed Smith, Jed Fish <laughs> is a smart enough guy to know to to figure something out right. If it's not working, he's got he's had enough trial runs of this right. right? He's able to look at this. We can we can you know take from that what we want. We can change things up and right. and, and do things different going forward. Well, so. we talked about that yesterday and the fact that. You know, it was you know there was a, a lot of guys learning a lot of new things last year under Jed Fish, and I think Jed Fish was learning a lot of new things as well as his coaching staff. The only guy really who you thought knew exactly where he needed to be and all that stuff was Don Brown. That defense was really good, mm-hmm. even though they were short on talent. Yeah, that was a really good defense, and it was a defense that was fun to watch. Uh, he's gone. They got Johnny Nansen, who by all accounts is somebody that they really like having around and we'll just see what, how that translates to what, uh, what they do this year. But, um, you know, Don Brown, you could tell it wasn't his first rodeo, right? And look, Jed Fish has been a coach for a long time, but it was his first rodeo as a head coach. And who knows what kind of impact that had on the way he managed the staff, the way he managed games, the way he called plays, all of those things. And so the, those are the things that will It'll be interesting to see how that stuff shapes up uh, this year. Yeah, and, and that was a defense that performed at a high level without arguably the best player in Colin Schooler. Right. Uh, they're one of their star right. linebackers. Right, so, they lost some guys. Uh, it, it's even more credit to them. Yeah, so anyways. But we'll, uh, the, the plan this week is to, is to cover uh, Pac-12 Media Day. That'll be on Friday. Uh, we'll play as much of that as we can. Most of the, the, the it, it'll still be going on, but the important things to us, which are Klyav, George Klyavkov's uh, opening statements because he's been he's not uh, uh, discuss, he's not talked publicly about the UCLA USC mess uh, since it happened. 
his opening statement, and, and people are just piling up to get ready for that. So we'll we'll pull all the highlights out of that, and then uh, Jed Fish and the U of A players, uh, uh, Christian Roland Wallace and uh, and Jacob Cowing, who are the two players, will be re- representing Arizona. They go on at ten forty five. Yep, they so, can, they're going to go on with Jed Fish. Right. So we will have yeah they'll go on with Jed Fish at ten forty five. So we'll have as, as, you know all the highlights of what they have to say, and then anything else that comes up during the course of the day. I want to hear what. The USC coach has to say, you know, definitely one, you know, Lincoln Riley, he's a new coach to the league and he's already under this whole thing of them, you know, bolting for the big 10. Will he hear what, uh, what, uh, 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 Chip Kelly has to say about you, UCLA. And so probably play some of that. And then, uh, we're going to have Ryan Finley on the sports editor at the Arizona daily star for a couple of segments to just discuss all of that. So that'll be on Friday. So we'll probably talk about a lot of stuff of, about that, up to that point, we got the confirmation this morning. Yogi Roth uh, from Pac-12 Networks, who will be one of the hosts of the Pac-12 Media Day on Friday, is going to come on the show Friday afternoon with us at four fifteen or Thursday afternoon at four fifteen. So we'll have Yogi sort of giving us a preview of Pac-12 Media Day right from the a guy who's going to be right in the middle of it. And then tomorrow we're going to have uh, my my kid Adam. Alice will be back as a co-host, and we'll have Jody Ayler in tomorrow to talk about the uh, DeAndre Ayton and Kyler Murray signings because we haven't had him on since those signings took place. We'll see what he's got to say. And then, uh, and then at, uh, at 4.15, Eric Rhodes, just give us an update on the Arizona Bowl. So we got a whole week of great stuff planned We got for a you. packed week. We're, it who, is. Forget Steve. Forget, we're, yeah, we're, put, we're putting Steve in the here. review mirror I, right here. now. I mean, here. Hey, <laughs> he's relaxing on the beach. We don't need him right I, I don't now, think right? there's a beach in New Mexico. Oh, I didn't know where he was. He's, so you know, I was he, taking, I was he's relaxing in the Mexican it, restaurants. He sent us a picture of something that he was eating the other day, and I'm like, you're going to die. He's at, he's at White Sands, potentially. Yeah, Have you been to yeah. New Mexico before? Uh, or, I, um, yeah, yeah. Where's White Sands at? Is that in Las Cruces? It's, it's, it, <laughs> no, it's, it's between Albuquerque and, uh, and, uh, and Las Cruces. It's, it's on the way up. But, uh, uh, it's, you know, Steve's, uh, Steve may not make it back if he continues to eat what he sent some pictures of. <laughs> He, he's going to have a tough time. He with might that. be stuck in New Mexico. Exactly. Exactly. So, Physically. Yeah. So, anyways, um, a few other things going on today. You know, talking about uh, nominations and whatnot. Um, you know, one of our favorites who's been on our show a couple of times, and certainly, arguably one of the top five favorite to women's basketball players at Arizona, uh, Sam Thomas, got yep. nominated for NCAA Woman of the Year. Yep. Which is great. Uh, Arizona has won that award three times. I think all three times they've been swimmers. Um, and you know, it, it's one of those awards that it, it's, it's beyond and maybe one, maybe one track and two swimming. I'm not exactly sure if I had done my research, I would know that, but I didn't. But, uh, Sam, you know, who clearly endeared herself to the community, everybody loved her. She was always out and about. The fans loved her. She was here forever. Uh, always available to, to, to the fans and to the media. Um, uh, just, you know, one of the all time greats, as far as all that goes continues to do stuff in the community. She ran some, some, uh, 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 youth girls basketball camps here a couple of weeks ago. And so, um, very well, uh, loved, respected, and now nominated for basically the top athletic award, uh, that the NCAA gives out. So good for Sam getting uh, nominated for that. Impressive to say the least, right? Yeah. Um, and then we also got this uh, Kevin Warren stuff, which I'm sure we'll get to later in the show. Right. Um, we'll talk about this in, in a little bit. We've got about a minute to before we get to the break and, and, and we bring in uh, Pat Finley. But uh, I'll talk a little bit about Kevin Warren and some of the comments he had at Big Ten Media Day. I don't think yeah. any, he didn't say anything shocking, but it was just the first time you really I, I mean, I don't got, know. To, got I, to hear from him. I mean, he confirmed that, you know, what we all already kind of knew, but I just it. For me, it kind of just made it a little bit more realistic. Yeah. Right? Like, it always seemed like, oh, man, I think this is what's going to happen. I don't really know, right? Right. But to hear him say, you know, and obviously we'll talk about right. it later, but to hear him say that their potential, their they, expansion isn't off their you right. know, mind, it, it well, is, uh, it's very interesting. He, he lifted the rug a little bit more than, than it's been lifted up to now. So, um, anyways, so we'll talk about that. So, let's, uh, let's take a break right now. We're going to come back. We're going to get Pat Finley on the air and... Uh, We'll uh, we'll talk about uh, NFL stuff. We'll be right back. There's a place in our house 
For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. When it comes to shopping for windows, we've done the research for you and only carry the best. Choose Milgard windows at the Window Depot. The pros at the Window Depot are here to help you with a great selection Milgard has to offer and you won't be disappointed. Milgard offers vinyl, fiberglass, aluminum indoors built to your specifications. Visit our new location at Ina and Thornydale or call us at 534-0720. Go to windowdepot.com to find our warehouse closest to you. That's thewindowdepot.com. Where do you buy exercise equipment? Arizona Health. Arizona Health. Arizona Health, of course. To feel better and look better, it makes sense to buy your fitness equipment from the people who know it better than anyone else. At Arizona Health, our goal is to help you choose the equipment you need to reach your goals. Your health and fitness deserve the best. You deserve Arizona Health. The leading edge in exercise equipment. On 22nd, just west of Wilmot. Are you an Arizona native? Well, we can make you feel like one by using Arizona native turf and landscaping. We've been around for more than 30 years, so we know the Tucson territory. We offer design, install, and maintenance services that include complimentary estimates for our services. We work with artificial turf, pavers, barbecues, irrigation, lighting, and more. We transform landscapes into quiet places of intimate reflection and perfect settings for family gatherings or exceptional outdoor entertainment. If you aren't an Arizona native let us make your home look like you are visit aznativelandscaping.com if you think now's not a good time to buy or refinance a home think again interest rates are at all-time lows on most loan programs and paul volpe of nova home loans is ready to help you find the option that best fits your needs if you're looking for your dream home or want to get cash out to refinance on a current home visit volpeteam.com that's v-o-l-p-e team.com or call 618-5626 today Neck pain, back pain, car accident, headaches, sports injury. Ornelas Chiropractic's goal is to help our patients achieve a healthy lifestyle. Combining chiropractic care with physical medicine modalities, therapeutic procedures, and massage therapy not only reduce pain, but helps the body heal itself as well as provide other health benefits. Ornelas Chiropractic, we use a natural approach to improve an individual's health and well-being. Don't suffer any longer. Call Ornelas Chiropractic today. Refinance now before it's too late. You've heard it all before. Rates are at historic lows. And it was true, but rates are currently increasing. As a local lender, Pyramid Federal Credit Union has great mortgage options, low rates, and flexible terms that can help you get more out of your home. Visit pyramidfcu.com more to contact a loan specialist today. NMLS number 585807. Pyramid Federal Credit Union insured by NCUA, an equal opportunity lender. This is Diego Rivera, owner of Buena Vida Comida. A lot of restaurants are happy doing the same thing as everyone else, but we want to blaze a new trail and give you great top-notch food with good fun. Meet Buena Vida Comida, a fresh take on Mexican classics like tortas, burros, and quesadillas. There's amazing salads and one of the best Sonoran hot dogs in town. And Buena Vida Comida offers up fun, family-friendly events like pop-up markets and lucha libre wrestling. Buena Vida Comida, 919 North Stone, 520-476-7159. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Buena Vida Tucson. If it can't be grown, then it must be mine. Cause without minerals, you never find your phones, your cars, your solar panels, or your smart TVs with your favorite channels. Hospitals, schools, and public facilities result from mining's vast abilities. Dividends, taxes, and high paid employment come from mining for your enjoyment. Brought to you by the Southern Arizona Business Coalition. It's that time of the year. Lots of spring and summer sports awards and employee recognition awards as well. We are once again gathering with our peers and associates, and it's time to give that special someone a creative award. Visit Creative Awards online at creativeawardsaz.com or come visit them at their idea center. Creative Awards. Creativeawardsaz.com. 
Breaking down all the X's and O's. It's Steve Rivera and Jay Gonzalez. This is Eye on the Ball on Fox Sports 1450. Welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on Fox Sports 1450. I'm Jay Gonzalez. Uh, as we've talked about, uh, my partner Steve Rivera is slacking this week. He's on vacation out with his family in New Mexico. But I've got Will here to fill in all the big gaps. And uh, he's been doing a great job of that. And uh, we've got a great guest now. Uh, Pat Finley's joining us from the Chicago Sun-Times, covers the Bears as well as the overall covers the NFL. Uh, guest on our show as we you know, go to somebody who's got some NFL knowledge and can tell us everything that's going on out there. So, Pat, that's why you're here. How are you doing? I want to know more about Steve going to New Mexico. Is he just looking for the one place hotter than Tucson? What's, what's going on here? Uh, you know, he's got, he's got family over here who he thinks like him, so he goes over there once in a while. And they feed him, and then he comes back. And that's pretty much how that works. <laughs> he's, a, he's a New Mexico State Aggie, right? Uh, no, I think he went to New Mexico, but he lived in... Uh, New Mexico. He, I think he lived in... He, no, he's from Albuquerque. I, I, I'm from pretty, Albuquerque. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he went to New Mexico. But uh, okay. Okay. one of those two schools that, you know, just kind of over there that we don't really talk much about. <laughs> you know, the WAC, Mountain West, you know, it's just kind of like they're, they're not even on our radar. Well, they should be on our radar now, but uh, now. You know, haven't been. <laughs> so uh, so you, you mentioned uh, off air that today was the first day that all the players reported. So just give us a sense of the atmosphere, not just for the Bears, but, you know, what you sense really around the league uh, you know, this is, you know, we're two years removed from COVID. Um, is, is the hangover over with and are people just moving on now? And it, is it sort of back to business as usual? And as somebody who got COVID for the first time a couple of weeks ago, I hesitate to say out loud that this is over with because I, I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. But in the eyes of the NFL, there is no longer a coronavirus protocol. Um, really, you know, there are rules that if you come in with coronavirus symptoms, the team doctor can test you and all of that. But, right. you know, the days of contact tracing and right. having to wear wristbands to monitor where you've been and going on a COVID list, um, uh, the, the, that's, that's not what the NFL is doing anymore. And in that sense, it's, it's really, it feels like, you know, two you know, three years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bears are going to open training camp tomorrow, and then on Thursday uh, they are going to allow fans there. And for the first time, since you know 2019 mm-hmm. fans can ask for autographs wow. like fans can take selfies like these are these are things that you take for granted uh in uh in training camp that uh that fans get to do again and for that reason it's super exciting yeah so uh you know let's look at the bears just a little bit uh because we know there's a lot of a lot of bears fans here as there are you know a number of other teams cowboys there's even some cardinals fans here but uh, we we, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, just give us a sense of, you know, how are you know how are thing how are they looking going into the season from a from a fan standpoint, from a realistic standpoint, and then maybe from a, uh, you know, a club standpoint. Uh, not great is the short answer. Uh, you know, the Bears, depending on who you talk to, are picked to finish in the bottom five or seven of the league. Part of that is because they are rebuilding. They have a new head coach in Matt Eberflus. They have a new general manager in Ryan Poles. And one of the things that they have done is part with a lot of the veterans that uh, had been on their team for the last couple of years. You know Khalil Mack got traded to the Chargers. Alan Robinson left the free agency and signed with the Rams. Akeem Hicks is with the Buccaneers now. The list goes on and on. So the Bears are starting over, and they're starting over uh, centered around Justin Fields. Yep. And they've got this really interesting needle to thread this season in that, you know, they haven't surrounded Justin with a whole lot of talent. But they've got to figure out over these next 17 games whether Justin Fields can play and whether he is their quarterback of the future. Because if the Bears are as bad as I think they might be, mm-hmm. they're going to have a top-five pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. And if they have a top-five pick and if they're not sure about their quarterback, they have a new GM. He's not the guy who drafted Justin, even though he likes Fields and he thinks Fields has the skills to be great in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if Justin's got a bad season, the Bears would have an opportunity to go back to the well and draft a quarterback. Hey, Pat, it's Will Serio. I had a quick question about the Bears' defense. You know, year in and year out, you think about the Bears as a, a team who's got a top 10 unit on defense, known for stopping the run. Uh, and obviously you guys lose Khalil Mack, who's a huge part of that defense, that linebacker. Uh, how much of an impact do you think that'll make? I, 
a, a little, it'll make a big one. Uh, although Khalil Mack, you know, last year uh, was absent for, you know, the second half of the season with a foot injury. You know, when, when you look at what they've got now, uh, there are two pressing issues currently. You know, as, as I go to practice tomorrow, there are two pressing issues. Number one is Roquan Smith, their inside linebacker, who I think is one of the really good off-ball linebackers in the NFL. He is up for a new contract at the end of this season, and he wants the extension now. Because of that, uh, we may have a hold-in situation, which is when he is at uh, Hallis Hall, but he will not be practicing. Uh, so watch that. You know, he's, wanted, you know, he's probably going to want five years at $100 million. Uh, that's a lot of money, but I think he's a wonderful player, and I think he's the kind of person the Bears should be building around. And then you look at Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn last season had 18 and a half sacks. That was the uh, single-season Bears record, believe it or not, for all the great defense they've ever played. Robert Quinn has their sacks record. And, uh, you know, he is now a old guy on a team that has very little use for old guys. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears, um, you know, if the Bears moved on from him at some point between now and the trade deadline, whether that's, you know, during the preseason or not, you know, we'll see. You know, the fact is, you know, it's going to be hard for them to get more than maybe a fourth-round pick for Quinn. And, you know, Quinn might be more helpful on the team than off of it, uh, you know, when that's what you're going to get in return. You know, Eberflus is known for his defense uh, coming from the Colts. I think they were top five in the NFL in takeaways over the last four seasons. Uh, you know, that, that right there should make the Bears maybe middle of the pack, but there's no question that they have less talent on their defense now than they did last year. Let's go back to Justin Fields for a second. Do you think he's the guy that they're going to be able to build around? Uh, are, you, do you have a, are you convinced one way or the other on him yet? I, I, I suspect he is the guy to build around. And, and I'm cautious with my words because, remember, he was 2-8 and eight as a starter last season. You know, he has done very little at the NFL level uh, to lead you to think that, that, that he's a sure thing. But, you know, when you look at Trevor Lawrence, when you look at Zach Wilson, um, Davis, Davis Mills, uh, and, oh, who's the other rookie that I'm blanking on, uh, all those guys last season, uh, none of them were very good. Their mm-hmm. stats were bad. Their win-loss records were bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's just kind of what, what happens in the NFL. Um, I think he has the skills. I think the athleticism is definitely there. And I think his leadership ability and uh, the way people gravitate toward him is a really, really, really promising thing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you guys are college football fans just like I am. I mean, think back to, you know, some of those games against – yeah, you know, against Clemson both right. years, right. Uh, you know, or Alabama. I mean, Justin Fields went toe to toe with Trevor Lawrence uh, and and Mac Jones, who's the rookie I couldn't think of just now, um, and more than held his own. I think that Justin is going to be a really good player in the league, but I am willing to admit that that is based off of face and a hunch more than <laughs> it is what he's actually shown in the NFL. <laughs> So well, you know, I mean, speaking of quarterbacks, I mean, the, the news all summer has been about the, has been about quarterbacks, as kind of it always is. You know, you've got the Deshaun Watson situation over in Cleveland. You had the Kyler Murray drama all summer long, leading up to where I think they got to where everybody thought, and then this thing comes out about his, his mandated study time, which you know has got people all fired up now. Um, you've had the you've got the stuff going on over in San Francisco. They've basically said. Jimmy Garoppolo, don't let the door hit you in the butt. So, um, I mean, Chicago's not like, unlike a lot of the other teams right now in terms of what's going on with their quarterbacks. You got, you know, you had the whole uh, uh, Baker Mayfield stuff all summer long. So, uh, I mean, that, it, that, that doesn't really put them in a bad spot going in, does it? I not unless, you know, unless you want to consider the fact that the Bears in 101 years of football have never had a quarterback. <laughs> in that sense, in, in that sense, it's a problem. In, in the micro sense of comparing the Bears' issues with some of those around the league, they don't have a controversy mm-hmm. the way that those other people do. And, you know, part of it is, you know, last year Andy Dalton was the starter all preseason and through the first two games until he got hurt. The plan last year was not for Justin Fields to play, really. Right. And it certainly wasn't for him to start. This year, uh, they've given him the keys. Trevor Simeon, of all people, is the backup, so there's no fear there of any sort of controversy. Uh, And in that regard, uh, the Bears have a fairly straightforward problem. Now, would the Bears love to trade places with um, the Broncos, who have Russell Wilson, (laughs) or even the Cardinals, who have Kyler Murray? I think Kyler Murray is a very flawed 
quarterback, but he certainly uh, he certainly would be the greatest quarterback the Bears have ever had. <laughs> wow. Come on, Jim McMahon. Come on. <laughs> he had a great season. A great season. <laughs> and I, I don't say this jokingly, but, you know, I mean, the greatest quarterback in Bears history, I think, stopped playing in 1940-something. So yeah. uh, you got to go back. You got to go back pretty far. Yeah. Where, does, where does Cutler rank on that list for you? <laughs> I mean, three, I, I'm not kidding. Two or three? Yeah, I mean, for, yeah. for a couple of years, he was yeah. Yeah, semi-legit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tyler. one of my favorite dumb bear stats uh, ever is that you know the do you you guys want to guess how many uh, seasons or how many quarterbacks the Bears have ever had throw for four thousand yards in a season? Oh man, I'm gonna go zero. Uh, I'll go. I'll say two. The answer is zero. Um, very good. And Matt Schaub, do you remember Matt Schaub, yeah, yeah. Schaub the quarterback yeah. in the NFL? Yeah. Matt Schaub has thrown for four thousand yards three times in his career. <laughs> so the, so Matt, if Matt Schaub were a bear back in the day, he would have their three greatest passing seasons of all time. That's how depressing the Bears quarterback situation. I, I know how to fix it though. I know how to fix it. You know, because you know, they call Chicago the Windy City. I know how to fix it. You put a lid what? on the stadium. <laughs> How's that for one of the all-time zany ideas? Huh? The, the Bears are going to move. The Bears are probably going to move to uh, to Arlington Heights, which is the uh, northwestern suburb here. Uh, but the current mayor, who's up for re-election soon, uh, it wants the world to know what a fight she's putting up. In in the solution they came up with was put a roof on the thing. So uh, I don't think that'll go very far. How do fans feel about the potential move to Arlington, Arlington Heights? Uh, they're torn. Yeah, they're torn. There are people who. Love the idea of going downtown, but you know their stadium is essentially in a city park, and it is it is hard to get in and out of. I, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Chicago, but it is east of Lakeshore Drive, which means that you know there's kind of one artery in and out, and you know there's only one way to get at it because you've got a big body of water on the other side. Right. So uh, the the ingress and egress, as they say, is very difficult. Uh, but it's really pretty. Once, <laughs> once you get there, it's got the greatest skyline view in the NFL, um, and, and it's a really cool place. But, you know, once you've seen, you know, what's the old saying, the once you've seen Paris, you know, that whole thing? Right. I mean, once you've seen once you've seen SoFi or once you've seen even the Minnesota Stadium, which I love. I think the Viking Stadium is my favorite in the league. Wow. Once you've seen those places, going back to Soldier Field is a really difficult thing. To yeah. Do. I actually went to a playoff game there in 89. They played the Niners. I think it might have even been for the NFC Championship. 27 yep. below zero with the wind chill. Um, I bundled up. I, bundled up. I, I had like two overcoats. I, I mean, it was just crazy what I wore. It was great during the game when everybody was in the stadium, but when the Niners kicked their butts, the place emptied in the, at the end of the third quarter, and it was freezing. <laughs> and I remember coming out of the stadium and having to walk, as you said, to the other side of Lakeshore Drive to get a cab to get me back mm-hmm. to my hotel, and I literally thought I could die. I, I, I literally thought they're going to find me just face down on this sidewalk and, and, you know, and it's all going to be over. But uh, I, so I, I know what you're talking about when you talk about where it is, how hard it is to get in and out of, and then just, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a great setting, but you're right. Functionally, it, it, it needs help. Yeah, it does. And, you know, they updated it, uh, when they did and they, you know, now it looks like a spaceship has landed on the old soldier field. And, the, you know, there's some good amenities there. I mean, there's a parking garage under the field, believe it or not. Um, that's helpful, especially on those days when it's 20 below and you don't have to leave uh, the, uh, you don't have to leave uh, a heater uh, to walk to your car. Right, uh, right. I appreciate that, uh, especially in, the, in December and January. Okay, so now let's talk about those alternate uniforms they threw out, the orange ones. <laughs> Will, is, Will is saying, cut them off. And I... You you put a tweet out on those, and I responded that, you know, because the Bears are the Bears, right? No matter what, the Bears are the Bears. And they're one of those teams, I think, like Ohio State, like the Dodgers. You know, that's your uniform, and that should always be your uniform. This orange uniform that they're going to show a couple of times this year, I just think it's, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I think they're horrible. That's what I'll say. Okay. (laughs) Um, You know, they, they unveiled these orange helmets on Sunday. It'll be the first time since they wore leather helmets that they will wear anything other than a Navy helmet shell. And they're going to pair those with an orange jersey, and they're going to do it twice a year. But, you know, they you said it. They run into the same problem that, say, the Dodgers do when Nike comes out with that City Connect right. you know, uniform set or that 
you know, the Red Sox, you know, have that one that looks like the city flag. Right. And, you know, we just, we don't want our, uh, we don't want our classic teams to look different. Right. I mean, that's what makes them classic. And I mean, as much as I hate turning on the NBA playoffs and seeing the Celtics wearing, you know, black, black uniforms, right. uh, I know I'm going to hate watching the Bears wearing an orange helmet. You know, now you and I both know why they did it it's because the league is allowing alternate helmets now. And my God, they're going to sell a lot of alternate helmets right. to you, fans. You, but it's going to be ugly on Sunday. You got to get guys like Will to stay interested. Hey, Pat, I wasn't telling Jay to cut you off. I was motioning that those helmets. I mean, those things are those things stink. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can to put it lightly, I guess. But the the orange on orange, I don't know what they're thinking. I, I think personally, too many. You know, the the white Bengals helmet, I think, is cool. There's a couple other ones. Me Outside too. of that, it, it's really, uh, it's kind of slim pickings. I, I really like the black, there's a Black Panthers helmet that I think looks really cool. Right. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. And to me, the most interesting thing is that uh, the Bears chairman, the guy who is, for all intents and purposes, the owner of the team, George McCaskey, is a uniform fanatic. Oh. Uh, he, you know, he keeps binders of, uh, you know, of Bears uniform history in his office. It is the thing whenever I bump into him that I like to talk to him about just because he is super into it. And he does not, he does not make changes lightly at all. Uh, and uh, i got to figure out kind of what his motivation is with these helmets. Yeah. Sell jerseys, man. Sell Wait, jerseys. When you, when you find out, you got to tell us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> hey, Pat, a lot of good stuff. Uh, enjoy the end of your summer. <laughs> I know this is, this is when it starts happening. It doesn't end until January. So um, we do appreciate the time, and uh, we'll, we'll try to reach out to you during the season just to see how things are going. Yeah, please do. And, and uh, nice talking to you, Jay, and you, Will, too. Oh, well, shout out to your brother over there on that other, that other station, too. I, we I, I were, was going to say, we were joking I, I want to see, the, rati- I want, I want to see the, the dueling ratings of the 315 radio hit in Tucson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, bet you we out, I bet you we outperform. We right? kill him. We kill him. Although with Steve's gone, you never know. <laughs> uh, who knows? I don't know which one of us holds the juice on, the, on, this, uh, on this show. So for now, I'm going to say it's me. All right, Pat, thanks again, man. We appreciate it. Uh, have a good evening, and we'll uh, talk to you again. Okay. As Pat Finley, uh, beat writer for the Bears, uh, also covering the NFL for the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, from San Diego, right? He's got, he's got a lot of San Diego uh, uh, affinities, Padres especially. And then uh, he, he was here in town covering U of A for, uh, for the Arizona Daily Star. And his brother Ryan is the sports editor, still the sports editor here at the Star. We're just joking. He's on the one of the other shows to, right now as we speak. I was trying to figure out what was going on. It took me a second, but I I, I got there. Yeah. All right. Hey. Well. Thank. Uh. Thanks to Pat. We'll be right back, and uh, we'll take your calls five two zero four one six seventy four forty five two zero four one six seventy four forty. We'll talk a little Big Ten football when you get when we get back. Wildcat Nation, Jake Fisher here. I got to tell you about my winning team over at Arizona Health Insider. I was able to get a custom private health insurance plan with no deductibles, no co-pays, nationwide coverage, and I get to pick my own doctor for less than $200 a month. If you want to avoid getting gouged on the exchange and you want real health insurance, call Arizona Health Insiders, 520-850-6866, 520-850-6866. Bear down. I chose Pima Community College, mostly for the smaller class sizes. It's very conducive to learning. I like the one-on-one attention you get with the teachers. At PCC, I don't feel lost. There's always someone to help. The more that I'm learning, the more I get excited about learning and coming to class. It's such a great community, and I love the hands-on learning. At PCC, I'm making my someday today. Visit pima.edu slash someday and make your someday today. There's a place in our house. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. My heat and air work in a state of disrepair. 
With power surges, condensation, and other summer problems, your AC works double duty during the monsoon. I'm Ron Arenas, the owner of Picture Ox Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing. Keep your AC running right so it can keep up with help from our team. Call us at 520-440-4069. Picture Ox has been providing honest air conditioning and plumbing service to the Tucson area for over 20 years. Need more affordable auto and home insurance while making sure your family has the coverage it needs when mayhem happens? They've got you covered at the Edmund Marcus All-State Agency. Go see Edmund Marcus. He's born and raised in Tucson and a proud graduate of the University of Arizona. He's been an All-State agent for 25 years and has an award-winning agency which takes care of his clients. Call him today at 520-323-9333 for an auto and home quote and let him save you money and make sure you have the coverage you need. You're in good hands with the Edmund Marcus All-State Agency. Do you want to be part of a winning team? A-Team Security is looking for friendly, outgoing event security guards and event staff to be a part of our team. We've been providing our outstanding services to some of Arizona's biggest sporting events and concerts for over 20 years. We want you to join the action. A-Team offers a fun and exciting opportunity to work in the sports and entertainment industry with flexible schedules that are perfect for those looking for a part-time job or a second income. Come be a part of a winning team, the A-Team. Apply online today at ateamsecurity.net. Streaming live on the iHeartRadio app, this is Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera and Jay Gonzalez on Fox Sports 1450. Welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on Fox Sports 1450. I'm Jay Gonzalez. My uh, general cohort, uh, usual cohort, Steve Rivera, is out this week. So today, just just me and Will. I shouldn't say just me and Will, right? It's me and Will. I right? mean, I like just, to, I'd like to think I bring a little, yeah. you know, a little something to the show. We're not a shabby couple right here. Uh, a couple of guys right here talking sports. So I think the past uh, forty-five minutes have been pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just had Pat Finley on talking NFL and and the Bears and uh, talking some of the quarterback stuff that went on this all summer long. But uh, we're we're here to talk about anything you want to talk about. Feel free to give us a call five two zero four one six seventy four forty. We've got about ten minutes before our next break. We're to. Uh, Head to the top of the hour and hit uh, get breaking news. But, uh, you know, today the, the Big Ten held its media day. So the Pac-12 is going to be the last one of the Power 5 schools. The SEC was a few weeks ago. The the Big 12 was a f- couple of weeks ago. Uh, the ACC and the Big Ten are going right now. And Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, who's really rallied from that uh, dreadful uh, move that he made, nearly cost him his job. Uh, back in the COVID season when uh, he called off Big Ten football and just said, we're not going to play. And when the the entire Midwest lost its mind, uh, they decided to play, and that caused the Pac-12 to play, and everybody played. Uh, fewer games, but they, they played. Back then, he was his name was Mud in the Big Ten. Now, after poaching UCLA and USC in a way that was unprecedented in terms of nobody knew about it, it just happened overnight, and, and, and UCLA and USC were gone, and now it's thrown everything about the NCAA football, NCAA sports, in the air. So today we're, he had his, his opening comments, and he, his basic messages were, we're very strong now. We, he's trying to say we already were strong, and they, they were. You know, the SEC and the Big Ten you know, largely considered the two conferences to kind of run the show. Mm-hmm. They got, got stronger with USC and UCLA. Expansion's not over with. He talked about a five-year transformation uh, that, that's going to take place where things are going to jumbled up. He didn't go into specifics of that. But then he's also talking about how he sort of likes the idea of a 16-team college football playoff, which is um, beyond which, what anybody has talked about. You know, They've talked about a 12-team. They've talked about an 8-team. But now they're talking about a 16-team. I mean, let's get one thing done first, right? If we can, right? I mean, they, they, and we talked about it yesterday. They, they, they had the proposal. It didn't get passed with, you know, the, right. um, uh, with the different conferences. I mean, let's, let's do one, let's, let's put the right foot before the left. I mean, one step at a time. Um, but yeah, I mean, reading, watching, uh, Kevin Warren today, and I, you know, I said it a little bit. We kind of were talking about it just a, just a tiny bit in the first 15 minutes, but it really, made things more realistic. I mean, because yesterday we also talked about how uh, UCLA and USC, they weren't 
while they were poached, they weren't necessarily approached by the Big 12, right? They went to them. They went to them. They, as, as Well, James Crepia told us yesterday, and I, I think we had heard that before, that yeah, the yeah. USC and UCLA, they called the Big, Ten, the Big Ten, just like Texas and Oklahoma. They called the, the, the SEC. And when, when that became a possibility, who was the Big was the Big Ten to say, nah, yeah, exactly. we don't want you. Well, which is, but which is, that's why I think that this press conference today was even more important because mm-hmm. they, they kind of confirmed while yes, we were approached and now we're a bigger conference. We do actually like, we want to continue expanding, right. right? We didn't know that necessarily that was going to be their goal, right? They were approached. Maybe it was just, oh, for these two teams that, that works for us, but anyone else, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But but now we know that you know expansion is something that's on their mind and uh, something that's a very very realistic possibility. So, uh, you know the stuff with the four corner schools, all the rumors. I mean, right. everything just seems like a little bit closer to happening and a little bit more realistic. He's done he's done a few interviews. Here's a here's a clip or not a clip a uh, uh, a quote from one of his uh, one of his interviews. I think it was post press conference. He says, "You you know we're strong right now. Picking up UCLA and USC made us stronger." So my primary focus is on who we are right now, and we know the landscape's changing. It's going to change. So I really haven't thought about the criteria for the future that we would consider. Obviously, the criteria we used once UCLA and USC approached us will still be in play. We want good academic institutions. We want institutions that have, that have great competitive success, institutions that fit our culture. And so if we ever look at it again, we're positioned well, but that's not something that's top of the mind for us right now so he didn't shut the door on expansion but he did kind of say we're good for now but who knows how long for now is i i think the key takeaway from that uh quote is just that they that they see the writing on the wall they see where this whole ship is going right they know that the conferences are probably going to be consolidated mm-hmm. the college football playoffs are probably going to be expanded the role of the ncaa is probably going to diminish a little mm-hmm. bit I think that these conferences and these schools see the writing on the wall and uh, they're going to do what's in their best interest. In their I best mean, interest. That, that's how a free market system works. So right. I'm really excited to kind of see how these changes work. And, you know, for Arizona, I think in our boots specifically, we should be a little bit on edge because I, I do think that we're one of the schools who, um, you know, while I think that we should be competing in these, you know, large conferences, I do think that there's a world where we unfortunately you know, or on the outside Fall looking in, and that could tier. be, and that could be, you know, really painful. Uh, absolutely, because of the state of the program right now. If the program, it, well, the thing here's the thing: people say, "Well, why did they take UCLA? They're not any good." They took UCLA because the TV market, and they mm-hmm. went with USC. I mean, the I, I, you know, maybe the smarter play I think might have been take UCLA, take USC and Stanford. Well, it's I, I kind of think that it would be similar to taking U of A and not ASU or ASU right. and not U of A. The, the two schools are kind of tied at the hip in some right. sort of sense, right? So right. I, I do think that if you take UCLA, you might have to take USC and vice versa. Yeah. But, uh, but so, you know, what, so what it sounds like is that the, the Big Ten is going gonna, is gonna to sit for a little bit. All this stuff is going to sit. For the action, I think, is going to be going forward over the, maybe the next 30 days, two weeks to a year or whatever is, What's going to happen around the Pac-12, whether it's the Pac-10 now or the Pac-12 and the Big 12? Yeah, I think the ACC is going to stay where it is because it's got, you know, it's it's uh, it's right, uh, it's it's grant of rights contract is till 2036. Yeah, so nobody over there is going anywhere. Uh, the big the Big Ten decides they're going to stay where they're going to stay, and the SEC is happy where it is with what it's got now with Texas and Oklahoma. All any, any more fu- any future activity short term. Is going to be between the Big Twelve and what happens with the Pac Ten slash Twelve, and uh, you know we'll hear what George Klavkov has to say on on third on Friday. I don't know that he he's going to come out with anything dramatic other than to just say all those things that we've been hearing, like uh-huh. we think we're strong enough, we think we can do this, we're committed, yada yada yada. If, if we hear anything other than that, I'm going to be surprised. I wonder, I wonder if the the tone of today's press conference influences Fridays at all, because he didn't. I mean, today it didn't really seem like something that was just kind of giving lip service and more laid mm-hmm. back and casual. It, it did seem a little bit more aggressive. And, and yeah. I don't want to say aggressive, but it, it, it didn't seem as laid back as kind of what we expect the Pac-12 press conference to be. So uh, I'd, be, uh, I'd be interested to see how much, if anything, if there's any impact. Well, um, well clearly, Kevin Warren's comments today were, 
from the standpoint of we know we're badasses. We're telling yeah. you we're badasses, and we're going to continue to be badasses. Exactly. Isn't that what he said? They're going to fight. Right. It, it, it was the core yeah. essence of what they're from a position of strength. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that that's what we're what we're going to see more with the with the Big Ten as we go along. I, I you know, going back to your point, I'm 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 worried about Arizona. I'm yeah. worried about where Arizona ends up because if it becomes a how good are you in football kind of thing to decide where you end up. Right now, Arizona's not very good in football. Uh-huh. Now let's say some let's say Jed Fish does something amazing and they have a great season this year, you know, let's say an eight win season. And this thing stuff is still settling. Then they have another great season in twenty twenty three. Now maybe you're in the picture, but I don't know that all this stuff is gonna wait that long for that to develop. Arizona's bad at a really bad time. Yeah. I think two years is while the moves might not happen, you know, the mm-hmm. I, I I can't remember to their I think it's 24 mm-hmm. or 25 when things start to happen in terms of Oklahoma uh, and Texas leaving and then USC and UCLA coming in. And so I don't think those things will actually happen, but the decisions, the plans will be already be set in yeah. place. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if we have this two-year, three-year. I, I think the plans will be set in place before then. So I think what we have to hope that, you know, uh, the merit of our tradition, you know, uh, strong, pretty much across the board everywhere else, right? Basketball right. especially. Um, but you know, across the board and then, you know, academically and everything else we bring to the table, you got to hope gets factored in. But I, I, I do agree. It's, um, definitely testy. Yeah. I mean, let's say it's a, let's say it's, you know, this breaks into a, a top, you know, two twenty team conferences that are playing for a national championship every year. They, they take the top 40 teams. Arizona's uh-huh. not one of those yeah. teams. No, yeah. Pl- plain and simple. Arizona's not one of those teams. It's going to have to extend down to like 60. This is a crazy idea. I've never, I don't know how I just thought about this, but let's say, and we only got a minute left, so we'll go through this. And this is just kind of a dream scenario. But are you familiar with how European soccer works? Yeah, with the relegation and all that stuff. Relegation. That would be kind of crazy. If they do that, at least you have a chance. That would be cool. But if if they just lock it into, okay, these are the schools and everybody else is out. Then Arizona's in big Which trouble. is the most likely scenario, but we're having fun I would here. love I to. Mean, I would love to see. Would be, so, yeah, no, would be the coolest system. Oh, I've talked about that. You know, we've talked about that here. If they do a system of relegation, okay, we'll take our chances with that. Yeah, exactly. If that's the best we can it's, do. It's a merit-based system. Right. It's what America's built on. Right. Merit-based system. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. It, I, I just think it's going to suck if Duke football is up there and Arizona is not. Exactly. Right. I agree. Okay. Uh, we're here at the top of the hour. We're going to take a break. We'll we'll be back with breaking news, and there's lots of it all around the NFL. So stick around, and we'll get through breaking news after the break.